All right, here we are. Episode two, season two. We've got a good one for you today. We've got a special guest. Pretty stoked about it. And we're going to pretty much get right into it. We, uh, this is our second take here, which I usually don't do. Had a, maybe still hear it, something in my throat here. So I've got special guest, Eric Neef with us today. Eric, what's up? Hey, hey. Um, we were just bantering a little bit in the last one. I, I put him on the spot and asked him a question if like, if he remembered the first time we met. I did not. And he did not and expected a, an embarrassing story, but it's really not that funny. I just have this memory of Matt Sandy coming to pick me up. I arranged a ride at the, uh, which is funny in itself, the new, the Newcastle airport. Which doesn't really exist anymore. No. And it was the funniest thing, dude. Like. They called it the Wilmington Airport, and you could roll in, I think, even Southwest? I think they did at one point, and then it was just Spirit there. Okay. Because it was, I don't know, I I liked it. I, don't, I think the plane was just as big, but you get out, and it was straight and up like, you get off on the, st- like, you know, stairs. Yeah, that there's one room and your luggage, and that's it. And there, I don't even think there was a... Like conveyor belt. No, it was some. It was, was some dude like handing yes. you the bags. So anyway, I get off that. Sandy, I'm like walking around looking for Sandy. I see him like walking towards me, and then we go back over to this like Mustang with Forbin license license plates, and I'm like, what? Sandy, like this is not your his style at all, and it's but someone else driving. I was so confused, and he's like, oh yeah, this is my buddy Neef, and. Yeah, you know, that's the, how we met. The funny thing about that car was it was my dad's old car that he handed down to me. It was not an impressive Mustang. It had the body kit of a Mustang, but it was a V4 automatic. <laughs> that's <laughs> the weirdest Mustang you could have. Hey, it's still a Mustang. <laughs> that's, that's funny. So today, I thought this was a cool one. We actually have had a little bit of time. I didn't think about this much, but uh, we brought this topic up maybe, I don't know. Let's say a month ago, maybe three weeks ago. And uh, it's Umbrella Academy, specifically Netflix version. And we're going to rank their powers. So, As we learned today, looking at it, uh, the comic book is seems vastly different than the Netflix show, which is no surprise. But we're going to stick to the Netflix show. And a little disclaimer, we will hope there, <clears throat> we will hope to not throw any big spoilers in. We didn't talk about this too much, but... Yeah. The one main thing we're definitely not going to talk about, and I mean, we might, we're going to, slight spoilers. If you've never seen the show, maybe don't, go see the show and then listen to this. Go take, go take 20 hours and watch season one and two and come, <laughs> and come on back. Uh, but it's an awesome show. I, I might have, it might have taken some time getting into it. Um, so here's our format. We are going to pull names. I got little pieces of paper. With we've got seven, I guess we could call them superheroes, and we'll talk about kind of the premise of the show in a second. Um, seven superheroes and their father, and they would make up the Hargreaves family. And what we're going to do, we're going to pull a, a number to just kind of randomize it. Uh, and the f- cool thing about them, they're actually just like, they have numbers. The, their father numbered them. Yeah. Uh, so it's pretty easy. We pulled number one, we're going to talk about number one, and then we'll just kind of go back and back and forth and be like, this is what Neef ranked that person out of the eight. This is what I ranked that person. And specifically, kind of their power and maybe contribution to the group. Like how important they are. 
Yeah, we could talk about a little bit what their relationships are like too. Because we could even get into it. Like, yeah, exactly. Relate relationships and even brains. You know, and mm-hmm. intellect. You don't see too much. There was I won't get too much into it, but there's one thing that deals with that. Um, so let's first talk about the Umbrella Academy. It's a Netflix Netflix original, right? Yes. However. It's a comic book. It was a comic book written by the lead singer from My Chemical Romance. I believe his name was Gerard Way. Really? Yes. Awesome. Very cool. Um, so the comic book, and we were even talking about, like, I'd like to get into the comic book. And I'm guessing, you know, the one I think about is Walking Dead, right? I was mm-hmm. really into The Walking Dead, and people kept... <laughs> knowing things you know the, the comic book spoils it right oh, yeah and so i wonder i'm actually wonder i'm wondering how far the comics went and how far we are now in season two oh like, true know that? umbrella academy yeah. so i didn't look too much at what the comic books were talking about because i saw enough on wikipedia that it made me want to read them yeah um so i tried to stay away from that but i think that it's taking its own liberties with the show gotcha okay so let's talk about this show, and let's just do, I don't know, a couple minutes. It's kind of this band of misfit superheroes, right? I don't even want to call them misfit. They're more like a realistic family, right? That this this father, it's Sir Reginald Hargreaves. Uh, this man, more of a powerful, kind of mysterious man, adopted these children. Yeah, well, step back for a second. So he's a billionaire. We don't really know how he made his money, but there was one day, I don't remember what year it's supposed to take place in, where I believe 40 different women on Earth spontaneously became pregnant and instantly went through childbirth from not being pregnant at all within a couple of minutes birthing a baby. And um, Reginald was able to find seven of them and raise them as his own. Gotcha. So that's how they're linked. <clears throat> we see that they each have a special power. Yep. And it's it's cool too. It's like, you know, I feel like, I don't know, different superheroes. I always, I'm a big fan, by the way, not to get off too off topic, but how superheroes get their power. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot, sometimes I like the like accidents, like yeah. bitten by a spider or the what, the Hulk is like, like a laboratory experiment gone wrong and I don't know. And this one just seems to be some anomaly. We even don't know yet. We have no idea But yet. something that happened that all these people born, if you want to call them people, but these, yeah, they're certainly people, but uh, born on the same day. And he was able to grab seven of them. Mm-hmm. And raise them in his house as, you know, they have to know, right? That was the other thing. Do they know they're <clears throat> not blood related? Well, not different, but like they're not blood related. Yeah, some mean, things come up that's I feel like in the show that I don't want to go too far, but aren't there things that like they might some of them might think they're actually related? Mm, Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't remember that if there was anything specifically about that. You could be right. Um, the comment I have is that through their upbringing, they went through like rigorous uh, training, like physical training. Uh, Combat training and yes. working on their powers. Yes. Uh, perfect. And that's a perfect kind of end to the summary. And you wonder what's the why behind, you know, what's the why? Why did 
Sir Hargreaves, why is he doing this? And uh, we're, we're kind of learning about that as, as the show goes. So um, let's go right into it here. So again, we're gonna pull an, uh, a number. Uh, there's actually one that says dad, and then there's the number one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven. And then we'll talk about that person. I have a little cheat sheet, so we might read into that. Again, we're basing it on the Netflix. There's one individual on here, I think a number four, that like really varies in from comic book to Netflix. Yep. And again, what we decided we're definitely going to go Netflix. If I read something from the cheat sheet, and we'll just kind of we'll deal with that. So let's go. Why don't you pick the first one? They're not. Don't look All too right, hard. I'm not gonna look. Six. Six. Okay, let's take a look. Six is Ben Hargreaves, played by Justin H. Min. So, this is an interesting one. It is. This is a real, it's funny that we started with this. I kind of like, <laughs> yeah. like, I'm really, this is kind of a wild card, and this will be slight spoilers, so, anyway. Um, number six possesses monsters from other dimensions under his skin most often appearing as tentacles emerging from his torso. And so the interesting thing I find about that description off Wikipedia, and I guess this is kind of going back and forth between the comic and Netflix, I feel like in the Netflix show, we only get a glimpse of it. It's never really like full on camera what he's doing. I think we've only seen one monster, so the fact that it's plural in this kind of swayed my opinion on where I think he can fall. Yeah. Because the monster yeah. that comes out of him is gigantic. I mean, I, it's huge. Tentacles. So this one, I, I really love that we got this one too. Because it's a wild card. And see, this is something that I'm... I love that we're going to have this conversation. Because we haven't had it, by the way. Yeah. I might walk away from this being like... We convince each other like different. Yeah. Differently. Um, okay. So... I'm not going to read too much. Oh, the, oh, so the other thing... Again, if, if you're concerned about spoilers, I would... Stop listening. But he is he is dead. Yes. So, and this he, relates to someone, another person's power, but we don't know, right? I've asked Elise about this, and maybe eventually we'll know, but we basically know that something happened yep. when they were younger, and Ben was the, is the child of the family that is no longer with them. Yeah, so I think the wiki made it seem like he died younger in the comic books. I think that was like the 10 to 13 age range. Uh-huh. Um Throughout the show, though, I believe it's his adult form with, um, uh, what's the, uh, the other guy's name who can talk to the dead? Klaus. Klaus, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. So he's got to be, yeah, he's an adult. Yeah, his ghost form is... is that's the other thing. Form. Does he age and... Yeah, there's a lot of time travel stuff that I'm like, in, in any show or movie, I'm always like, there's paradoxes, right? And like, so, okay, you picked that one, so I'm going to say where I ranked sure. him. We don't have much to compare yet, you know what I mean? Yep. After we get into this, we'll be like, this is why. I think we should go over um, our full rankings after we finish talking through it. Absolutely. Compare. Absolutely. So I ranked number six. Ben Hargreaves at number four. And again, just to clarify, number one would be the best. Yeah. So I ranked him number four, which is right in the middle. I put him at number three. Okay. So right in the middle as well? Yep. Okay. So that leads, you know, I'm already thinking about, I have a feeling who 
are got to be the top two, but we'll, we will see. Uh-huh. So I picked Ben as four. Neve picked him as three. Okay, we'll, we'll probably come back. All right, I'm going to pick this one. All right, I've got number two. Number two is Diego Hargreaves, played by David Castaneda in the Netflix film. And I kind of like the first sentence of all these Wikipedia things I'll read. It's the reckless and rebellious member of the group described by Reginald Hargreaves. Um, He... And I, we can just talk about that. He has demonstrated a strong talent for knife throwing because he can change the objects. Is it any object or is it metal objects? So I'm not sure about that. I think it's any objects. Like I think he's kind of like a Deadshot character or a Deadpool character where they have like ridiculously good aim and combat skills. That's kind of the vibe I've gotten off of it. But okay. I mean, he can do like full curves on knife throws. Yeah. And other stuff. Yes. You know? Uh... This is a good one, and it, you know, in any situation, I love talking about powers, because, like, if it was a certain situation, say, I don't know, a, I guess he couldn't steer a, weren't they all, the apocalypse came because a meteor was hitting, like, something super massive was heading at Earth, could he steer that away? So they knew there was something impending coming, because, um, number five could time travel. Yeah. So he t- he jumped ahead when they were young and got lost, and saw that there was um, that the Earth was just destroyed. Gotcha. So he came back. He was able to figure out after years and years and years of being out there, figured out how to make his way back. Came back as a child while the rest of them were adults, and they all the first season of them trying to figure out what this impending doom is. Okay. So yeah. So for example, the whole crew, something massive is flying at them like a car. That, I'm pretty sure we've seen something like that. Like, he could move that away from them. I'm not sure, actually. Like, he so, does something with... Let's just say we're, we're doing spoilers. Yeah. He does something with a tractor towards the end of the second season. Oh, yeah. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, yeah, So, yeah, I, yeah. I think it's, it's, it's obviously knives, bullets. Yep. But it's like... How big... Does it go? And I have another question about like it's all of these are like the scale of the power. Mm-hmm. There's another one that's significant. I have significant questions about the power. Well, I think it's interesting that you say the scale of the power because that's why I put um, Ben as number three. Explain. Well, so he can he has these other dimensional monsters underneath his skin, right? And what we've seen in the show is we've seen shadows of it and a quick glimpse of like tentacles, but they're pretty massive. We have no idea how strong or how powerful or what other creatures he has in there and if they have powers. So because it's kind of a little bit of a wild card, that's See, why I put him up as three. Uh, that like, was... I think his tentacles could beat out number one. I think you're right. I mean, again, that's totally right. And it could be... Even just the tentacles are... We, don't, we just don't see him used much yeah. in the show. Mm-hmm. You see him in those like crazy, weird fight scenes, and all of a sudden he's... Like, yeah. Everyone's getting destroyed. And like, he's just like throwing things around and like beating the crap out of people. Um, okay. That's a good point. So let's go back. Number two. Ben's, you know, projectiles in midair. 
basically. And he's really good at close quarter combat, is what I do see. Yes. Like most of the people are. Yeah, he's fought with um, Luther before and held his own. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I pulled that one, so why don't you reveal where you ranked number two? I ranked him as number four. Okay. I ranked him as number five. So we're pretty similar. We are pretty similar. So again, five... I mean, four and five are the ones in the, in the middle. So um, we just did my, mine two, my two, or at least right in the middle. Anything else about number two? I mean, I want to talk too much about... Get too much into the weeds, but... I mean, there's stuff we could talk about in season two in terms of his character... Uh, he definitely gets manipulated, and that almost causes their downfall. Oh, so I love that you! I love that you bring that up. So we talked about earlier intellect. Yeah, he does not. I mean, he's one of the dimmest bulbs on that chandelier, right? Or so it seems. Like I mean, even just how he talks and they how they they kind of like I don't know if they make fun of them, but I think. I put his intellect over Luther's because he does figure out that he's getting played at yeah, one point. Yeah. Well, I think Luther. <laughs> Luther's <laughs> dumb as Luther, ball. I know. Well, I I still think about too, like how, and we'll get into Luther too. Like he is dumb as rocks. Yeah. He he's almost like I feel bad. It's like a stereotypical, yeah. like big old dumb jock. Yeah. I, I, well, so but we're, we're so anyway. I I think he's <laughs> number two is nearly the dumbest. Which isn't working in his favor. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not bringing too much to the table. I think he's a hothead is really what it comes down to. He, is he a, acts on his actions way too quickly. Yeah. And he has the biggest anger temperament out that's of everyone. That's a really good point. And that would be, I think, a liability. Yeah, we, for sure. We see that. Uh, I pulled that one. You pulled this one. Ooh, seven. That's Banya. <sighs> All right. Heavy Banya. hitter. Vanya, obviously a heavy hitter. This is an interesting one, too. This is cool. I don't know if you saw this coming. Um, the most estranged member of the Umbrella Group, Vanya originally showcases no particular powers other than an interest in music. Most of the first season, right? Mm-hmm. She's Did still you, on the medication. Y- yes. Did you have an idea that this was, co- was coming? Like, that she had a su- substantial power? Yeah, so I thought it was going to be something big. I could tell from the violin stuff that it was going to be something. I thought it was going to be maybe with sound waves at first. They don't really specifically say if it's sound waves or just some type of energy that she's transferring. But yeah, I I had the feeling from the get-go because the way they were talking about her and her being on medication and even being locked up at at one point in it, that they were all very afraid of her. And that fear of her was put in all of their brains because of Reginald. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I I started to think something. You know what I mean? It's kind of like it became obvious. Like she's gotta yeah. have something. Right? Why would she be here? And um, I thought this week Elise and I have had the same conversation too about what is it at? Is it sound? I think it's more than sound. But what is sound? It's Sound is energy. It's so is it energy? And then I look. I look at the the wiki here. She is capable of releasing destructive waves of force. This one says using her violin. Well, that might be a comma because she she doesn't need the violin. Correct. Yeah. 
I mean, she does some massive stuff. She uses the violin as a tool, but it's not necessary for her powers in the show. Okay. So it's like a catalyst, maybe? Like Yeah, like that's... In the end of the... We're just going to go through spoilers. At the end of the first season, the violin and her playing is what draws out her power and is actually what causes the apocalypse. Yeah, and then we we see later on is even this mental imagery of they go inside them, or they like inside the violin when you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. In her like head. Uh huh. So violin is definitely related. Uh, you even see her power. Some some of these are cool. Like the character names, we would have no idea about any of these. They make sense, but in the comics, she's named the White Violin. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. She's dressed in white. Sometimes, yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. when she when she switches and she's like full power mode, everything yeah. goes white. Her eyes go white. I think her hair goes white. And then, oh gosh, now we we can get really onto what happens later with another person. But um, okay, let's talk about this. We basically, I mean, she does massive things. I mean, she it levitates, flies, and as you just said, is capable of ending the world. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's crazy. Um, so what did you, did you pick that? You pulled that one? So I'm going to go yeah, first. Yeah, go first. <sighs> this is a weird one. I wanted to say one, um, you know, one ranking. I put her at number two. You know what's funny? I put her at number two also. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay, I have a feeling this is cool then. Well, before we get into this, let me ask you this. What was your thought process with ranking them? Because in my head, it wasn't just their powers. I was thinking about if they were fighting amongst themselves, too. And honestly, what you have to... I didn't really think about that. Mm-hmm. But you have to consider that. Yeah. Right? They can turn... Families yep. can turn. And I mean, they fight throughout the show. They do. Uh, oh. Luther and Diaz get into it a whole bunch. Well, we see... Um, okay, well, spoilers are out the window. Yeah. Uh, what's her... Now, I, I know what you're going to say right now. Yeah, number three that. gets yes. her throat cut. Exactly, by Vanya. By Vanya. Was that, was that with well, her power? Vanya was, was that about just... To, yeah, Vanya was about to kill her, and I believe that she was able to maneuver enough where it just yeah. cut her throat. She was able to survive. Yeah. And, okay. And not to bring up... A, too much. Kevin brought this up when I started watching. The amnesia, so second season starts and she gets hit by the car. Yeah. Doesn't remember anything. And Kevin brought this up. I thought it was a really good point. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh man, that was the easy way. That's how they solved like that, like her sister almost killing her. Yeah. And what? Oh, she just got hit by a car and forgot about it. Mm-hmm. So like it just goes and then by the end they're all friends again. But it was like a really... If it was like a brilliant way to like yeah. sidestep, because you're like, oh, this is going to be awkward. Like, yeah. how, they can't get along, but they end up being fine. Yeah. As well, far as well, I'm... one thing you just reminded me of too. Speaking of the second season, so she goes to stay with that family, and like as she's starting to get her memories back, um, the little boy that was mentally challenged, um, he goes into the lake and starts drowning, and she gives him some of her power to bring him back to life. And as we see at the end of the season, like that power got like imbued in him, but she was able to take it back. Yes. So that's what I mentioned earlier about like him with someone or her, Vanya with someone. But it ends. I mean, isn't that the last, that, that barn is glowing. Yes. So we've got another now? Uh, no, I think she takes the power out of him at the end before it ends. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I get, I get a little confused. So we have, I'm really curious, but most likely we, we kind of, I have an idea of where you put number one but you, mm-hmm. so you said what 
well, what process did I use to rank these? I didn't really, it was just kind of like more of like overall. And we really, if you really got into this, you could like rank this with like a rubric, right? Like you can rank them brains and everything and fighting each other, fighting others, fighting certain people, like antagonists, like fighting this person. Um, I just kind of did like overall value to the group. Yeah. A group that tends to, it seems like they're always trying to save the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which one is the most valuable to them? Yeah. And that's where I came. Well, the interesting thing I find about the take I took on it with ranking them, thinking about inner fighting, the antagonist from um, season two, not um, the main chick from the uh, time travel organization, her protege, um, her, her power was basically copying other powers. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Like, I'm thinking about internal fighting and the main antagonist, or one of the main antagonists, literally is copying all their powers to fight them back. Like. So that brings a whole nother one. That's well, Since we did away with spoilers, <laughs> yeah. that's like... Let's talk about that one at the end. Okay. What's her name? Why am I blanking? I can't remember. It, it's, I mean, it, it's... Um, no, it's number two's love interest, right? Yes. And anyway, th- that, I mean, I like to put her into this maybe at the end, since we dropped who that... Sure. Know, her her power. Okay, so we both agreed that Anya. Sorry, I keep saying Anya. Vanya is number two. Let's go on to the next one. Me too. I've got number one. Oh. Number one. Number one is Space Boy. <laughs> named Space Boy as uh, from the comic, but it's well, like, can, we, can we talk a little bit about why he's named Space well, Boy? <laughs> Wait, hold on, I do. I'm intrigued because I okay, it's Luther Hargreaves. Let's first just talk about he's. We talked about it earlier. He's massive, and I believe he almost died. And and um, Sir Reginald Hargreaves, the dad, injects this gorilla or whatever serum into them and saves them and he turns into this like gorilla. Yeah, he's like half gorilla. He's got fur all over him. It kind of deranged his torso a bunch. His yeah. face is still normal. I think his <laughs> legs are still kind of normal. He but... looks comically big. Yeah. So, okay, I've got another question. Let's first talk about the space. This tells like why... Okay, what were you going to say? So, I, and this is speculation because I didn't read the comic book, but I believe the nickname Space Boy is coming from when he migrated to the moon. He went up there because supposedly there was a mission he had to do from um, Reginald that turned out to be complete BS. And that's, he was up there for no reason. That's, that's what I, that's, and that's messed up. Yeah. That's what I thought. There was, and even in here, they call it annihilation. Annihilation is says, after his career with the Umbrella Academy, he moved to the moon and lived at Annihilation. Well, in the show, we see, it's far back, but I think he got, like, duped to go there. Yes, he there, did. Was he there by himself? He was, by himself. Oh, was he, he was, but he was taking care of this moon, uh, is that what it was? Dad sent someone needed to control this space station. I think that's what it or was. Co- or we would call it a colony. Yeah, there was some type of routine he had going up there, but it was all mute point. It didn't oh, matter at all in the end. That's messed up. Yeah. And, oh, gosh. I don't you know feel bad? Next and is that a testament? 
to he's just this big dummy, a big oaf that can complete tasks. So he was like, <laughs> which one of my kids? But he, but this even said he, after he retired from the like. Um, yeah, the Umbrella Academy, so we don't know this in the show, but I believe like it just kind of falls apart at one point. Like Their relationships get too strained, and the whole thing kind of dissolves because of that. Um, I don't know if we actually figured out, if we actually got a reason why the dad duped him to go up yeah. onto the moon. Okay. But I know we do know that he did get duped. Yeah, and that's why, and he kind of is, I think, resent, right? You no, know, he's resentful. Oh, definitely. Like, when he's there, his dad won't even, he comes back and... It's kind of sad. Yeah. Uh, his character in general is sad. Oh, for sure. He is in love with his sister. Yes. Uh, which is another like not his biological sister, his yeah. adopted sister. But it's like, <laughs> and it's just kind of sad. Um, what else? Okay, one little thing before we go because I know we're we're getting we're at our thirty minute mark. He's fighting for that mob boss in season two. Yeah. And it hits me like. This guy, I mean, he can easily, he gets mad and he punches a hole through a brick wall. Yeah. Is he, could he have, could he have been, he would be knocking people out with one punch. Easy. So was he harnessing that, like holding back in these fights because it would be too bad? Yeah, so I think the like, whole Why would he reason, ever lose one? I think the whole reason he was doing the fight was because he wanted to feel something and he wanted to get beat up. So And he knew he could win, so he would take a bunch of punches and then right at the end, just give him a KO. Yeah, yeah, and you see that, right? And yes. that was another, that was like hard to watch yeah. at the, when he's like super depressed. Uh -huh. And uh feel bad that I'm laughing saying it, but like he just is getting beat up by a guy he clearly could beat and then his butt you know the mob boss guy basically kicks him out fires well, him he purposely loses right yeah I mean yeah but he just he wanted to feel the pain exactly yeah. like you said he's like hit me kind of like you mm. see that in different movies like a lot like yeah. you, I feel like it's a common thing like just hit me and someone that just wants to get hit uh, which is probably a sad but true thing um, alright where did you rank Number one. I put him as five. You put him at five? Yeah. I put him at number eight. Oh, wow. <laughs> the poor guy. You cannot get lower in my book. He's dumb. Mm. I hate to say this. Yes. He's dumb. He's strong. But he's not indestructible. He's durable, but he's not indestructible. He's durable. I just don't see much. Like, couldn't you find the strongest person in the world and it would be kind of comparable to him? Well, the craziest thing is he's supposed to kind of be the leader, but like they all kind of step over him and he's not... And he, sm he smells bad? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's not bringing much to <laughs> He smells terrible. He gets in the car and weighs it down. They can barely drive it. Yeah. Like... I just don't know. I all these other people have like like Vanya mm -hmm. is literally apocalyptic, yeah. and you've got number one who's a big brute. Yeah, if he was really smart, then maybe. But. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you ranked him at five. I ranked him at eight. Moving on. Uh, Reginald. Reginald. The monocle. <laughs> Sir Reginald Hargreaves, the dad, played by Colm Fior. So I just want to pause for a second. 
Don't get too deep into this because there's only so much we know for the show and I know that there's more on there. I'm not going to read it then. Okay. Or I'm not going to read it on there because I didn't even read it. So we talked about that. This is yeah. your billionaire. Yes. Right? And I, you know, you could argue. I wanted to put him in here because like one would argue that there's not, there isn't this without his willpower and money. Correct. Right? Yes. So it's like he's worth putting in there. He's the facilitator. He's, he's the, the facilitator, and he's also running a shadow organization that has reached into world governments. Yeah, and um, he's a mystery. And he's a mystery, and you don't quite know, right? It's like Illuminati type. You see, exactly. They're, they're you know, they for whatever reason they wanted to kill JFK in the second season. They had part of Man, uh, the Manhattan Project, I believe. Yeah, so it's cool. It definitely makes for good TV. Yeah, um, not much, too much about him. He's kind of a. Nasty old curmudgeon. Yes. He's not super likable. I was going to say a stronger word. Let's stop <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the same word. It's, he's a classic, that word. But uh, yeah, so that's who, that's who he is. He's, you know. Um, so you don't really see much about him other than knowing he's their dad and rich in the first season. The second season, you learn that he's in this shadow organization that's been doing right. things behind the scenes. Right. And it's the end of the second season so wait, where he really comes out where you see a glimpse into what he actually is. But the shadow organization existed all along? Yes. That the, was, the we shadow, know about that when they're back in the past. Yes. I think it, the Did shadow, that happen in the original past? Yeah. I think the shadow organization was even before the seven came along. Okay. So he does all he, that. Yeah, he, he does is. all that. And then let's just say if it's real, they seem to be about 30. So it's like... JFK, all that stuff goes in maybe in the 80s or 90s, the, the 70s. Yeah. There's probably a date on that somewhere. You probably. Like, you look it up. All right, what do you think, Neef? So, I didn't include him in my ranking because there's, going by the show, there's just too many unknowns. We yeah. see, the one scene where you see whatever he has come out, you learn that he's otherworldly. You only see, I believe, the back of him, not even the front of him, and you know that he's an alien. And then it kind of cuts to, like, you can't really tell what's going on in the scene, and he kills everyone that's in the room. Oh my gosh. I just forgot that last part. Mm -hmm. Which is the biggest... Which is the most significant part. Yeah, he's definitely oh, an extraterrestrial. Oh my sure. gosh. So, it, the, oh my god. That brings up so much. I And now there's a little bit more of the why behind. You know. Why did he gather these seven? Exactly. Was it that something that he, to, exactly. that he caused? Was it something that... His race or species caused. Mm -hmm. Oh man, I can't believe I actually like that's that's how the season two ends, right? <laughs> yes, that's yeah, funny. That's the um, last episode. Well, so wait, where did you put him? You did you didn't put him anywhere? So I didn't rank him. I mean, he clearly has facilitated this entire thing. He has all the money behind this. He is otherworldly, so and he can kill, but we just don't know what okay. he's actually capable of. So yeah. I didn't think it was fair to try and really rank him against okay. the team. I like, uh, I like it. I put him... I'm glad, even knowing that I'm glad... Remembering that now, I put him at seven. Okay. So I just... I wanted to put him in there. I think he's got more... You know, he's smarter. He's got more money. And he's an alien. So he beats number one. Yeah. I mean, and other than that... Think about it this way, too. So, like, he has control over all of them. So I would assume he's probably more powerful than the rest of them. He kept Vanya, who we both argued is number two... Um, power is completely subdued by quote-unquote medication. 
what medication exists that's going to subdue powers? I mean, that alone there could have been alien tech that he was using. That's a really good point. Yeah. Or, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Really good point. Uh, we got three left in here. We're running out of time a little bit. So we'll, there's, we'll whatever we get on one, we'll talk about a little bit more. But let's go. We've got number five. That's funny you just said that. <laughs> <laughs> number five is the boy, Five Hargreaves. I love it. He, well, this, I, I read this. I was like, do you know why they don't know his name? Yeah, because uh, they, they just forgot it. <laughs> he disappeared. He disappeared in the beginning. And, and it's been so long. Yeah. I love it. So Five, basically, he had a name, but it wasn't spoken for so long that they all forgot what it was, as the, did he. Um, in At the age of 13... In, in Netflix, he disappeared using his power of time travel and he escapes to the future. So let's talk about that for a little bit first. Okay. So the whole reason that happens is they're at this young age when they're 13, their powers are like, all, all of them, their powers are starting to like evolve and be, like become a little bit stronger. And he's able to teleport himself, but additional in addition to his power, he can also warp time. And he got very frustrated at a dinner with, well, everyone was there, he got frustrated at dinner with uh, Reginald and he was going back and forth saying how he was ready to try and do a time jump. And he was telling him he wasn't ready. So he runs out of the house. And as he's running on the sidewalk, he jumps a decade forward. And you can see the whole scene change. And then he jumps right. another decade forward. And you see the whole scene change with yeah, the decade. Yeah. And then he jumps forward a final time. And the world's just destroyed. And as soon as he gets there, like he also... So was he out of control at that point? Or he was just like, I'm going to keep... No, going. he was in control. But why he got stuck there was... Why, I, like There's math, I guess, that he does in his head to figure this out. Like how he does the, the time jumping. But there's also a limit to his power. We see it a couple times where if he uses it too much, he basically needs to recharge. Yeah, he yeah, jumped yeah, yeah. so far forward and was so young that he couldn't go backwards. And then from there, it wasn't just a matter of having his strength to get back. It took him, I think they said it was like 60 years or 50 years, something like that, until he was able to figure out how to get back. And how did he get back? Uh, I think it was math. I think there was okay. math that he had okay. to work out, and eventually he figured out a way to get back. But because uh, he didn't the, have a you know suitcase or anything, no, that's but, like yeah, that was from the organization. Yeah. But in the show, and I think it's the same in the comics, since they're calling him the boy. When he jumps back into present time with the rest of his siblings, he's still in child form while they're all thirty. Yeah. Okay. I still am a little always get confused with those time travel issues with like ages and stuff, but. He, yeah, what else? You, you, you did a great job explaining that. I, he, oh, okay, that's the other thing. He takes, so not only can he time travel, but when, so the end of season one, he takes the whole group yes. back with him. Yep. And now we're getting into why we probably both put him at a similar spot. Mm -hmm. Not only can he time travel, like, like significantly, he can jump around in the room. Yeah, so which I'd, is more I'd like teleportation. Exactly, I'd call it teleporting and time so travel. So that's that alone mm -hmm. in itself is a power. Yes. Now you have the ability to like jump back and forward and take people with you. Yep. And it still seemed like he was out of control until we see at the end of season two, yep. towards the end, he basically saves everyone. 
Right? Yeah, we, we have so seen... he, he can affect the timeline that you're on and switch timelines. I mean, that's kind of the overarching theme of the show, too, because they're both seasons, they're saving these impending dooms that are coming. Right. And in the, the end of the second season, he just does like a micro rewind of like the last five minutes that played out when everyone dies and then changes the path of that timeline to them all living. Yeah. Um, and that's... So that... And it went, now that he, you see... Honestly, before, if it was more out of control and I was just going to say, oh, he just jumps wildly, you know, it's like it's rolling the dice. Yeah. I actually wouldn't... It could get you out of danger go forward or back and maybe you could get a suitcase and go forward or back but now that he's demonstrated control and who was telling him about to think smaller in second season you could tell he was like oh it was what's the guy's name didn't some wasn't someone kind of like training him like think in little bits you know what I'm talking about and you see him starting to like and that's what saves yeah, the, what you call the for micro. Sure, yeah. What's that guy's name? It, it was the, he was really old. Was it the guy that was kind of like in the underground of the organ, the time organization yeah. that was like kind of leading the uprising there? Is that was it that character? I don't know. It was the dad. It was the dad. Yeah. Thanks, Alicia. Alicia's yelled up. <laughs> it was the dad. So the dad, I guess, is talking about thinking smaller. Yeah. Um, so, what did you rank him? I put him as number. Uh, one. <laughs> you had to look for it because I was like, whoa, okay, I was wrong. I also put him at number one. It's just too... It's it's too significant. I mean, so he does not... I mean, it depends the way you look at it. I don't think he has a power that is as apocalyptic as, say, Vanya, but I think his power is equally more dangerous because you're affecting people's lives going forward and how yeah. that can change the timelines. I think he has too many options in his tool belt to really get himself killed unless he's super yeah. tired. Super tired, or, or if he, if he, yeah, if he dies, mm-hmm. right? If at the end of second season, if he was laying on the ground and he was dead, then they're all dead. But unless it's like an instant shot to his head, which he's going to teleport out of the way for that, right. which he does in almost every situation. So that's what I'm saying. If he's slowly bleeding out, he's just going to rewind time back. That's what I'm saying. It. So, yeah. I mean, it also gives him the teleportation, gives him the advantage give over him, like, everything. Poison him, and then he's like, but couldn't he then just be like, just, like yeah, let's oh, go back home. Yeah, what if you like felt sick? You, you just yeah. got like, whoops. Like it, It's almost too good. I wonder if that's a, like... Not a glade. Well, tactically, too, with the teleportation, I think that gives him an advantage over everyone. Because, yeah. I mean, you can be dropping down on people, dodging ever, or teleporting out of the way of everything. Like, no one's ever going to hit him. Okay. So, we agree. Number one. Number three. Number three is the rumor. And that, yeah, I, I, that's the, her name from the comic book, but it totally makes sense. Allison Hargreaves. Played by Emmy Raver Lampman. Uh, she has the ability to m- manipulate reality by, see, lying, they say, but they just, ba- she basically just says, I heard a rumor, and then says something that then people do. They have against their will. Usually. Yeah, so she's basically, like, I don't know if it's telepathic, but she can influence people. In, I like that. She's in, yeah. in And fun. saying I heard a rumor activates her power. Yeah, and you see it on the show. It, it like, kind of comes out yeah, in like, these ways. Yeah. This is an interesting one. 
sees another one. Scale. So this this is the, my example of scale. Yeah. Does she need to be close to you from like six feet? Could she say it on a loudspeaker? <laughs> and mm-hmm. everyone, like, I heard a rumor you all stopped breathing. Yeah. And does it affect the people that are next? Like, do they wear earplugs? There's so many weird things about this power. It's like, mm-hmm. how does she... It's the other thing. She usually just kind of gets in... She whispers. Yeah. So that's why I think you just... like That person one-on-one needs to hear it. She usually kind of just says, I heard a rumor you let him let us go. Mm-hmm. And they let him her go. But like... What if she said, I heard a rumor you stopped breathing and all of her brothers and sisters were around? Did they? Well, I think she can direct it. She's definitely said it to people while there's been other people around. That's right. So I, I mean, I, I have questions about it, but yeah. we, we can't get too far into it. Let's no. go. And we are winding. We're getting close to our time limit here. Um, where do you put number three, the rumor? I put her as six. Okay. So pretty low. And you yes. have seven. So pretty low. I have her amazingly high, and I, and I don't know. I have her at three. So here's her one fault. The power itself is amazing. I mean, in the show, she becomes famous and rich because she uses it to influence people. But you saw Vanya slit her neck, and she couldn't talk for a while. Her power's done. She's not, she's not super strong. I mean, yes, she learned how to fight from training growing up, but like the second you even punch her in the vocal cords, yeah. she's done. She has no real protection against that. Yeah. So like the fact that she can become so defenseless and really has... No actual offense or defense, but just a manipulation skill. That's why I put her so low. Yeah, that's a good, really good point. If you punched her to the gut or the face and she was on the ground suffering, yeah. it seems like number five five could do time. Even one would be able to recuperate. Yep. She would be laying there grunting and couldn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, I think, I mean, I put her at three, but here's... She can change reality with saying a couple words. Oh, for sure. So it's like, that's why she made it so high for me. But uh, I mean, after the, talking to you, I think she would drop a couple pegs. It's a very powerful ability, but she just doesn't have good defense. And again, like I'm the way I'm ranking this is kind of an infighting amongst themselves, but also just how I think you would be able to handle your own in a fight in general. Yeah. And she also doesn't seem like the most athletic. I mean, this is kind of messed up to say, just about looking at the actor yeah. in the Netflix show. Uh-huh. And she just doesn't seem as like her fighting. I don't know. She just doesn't seem like she's doing the same like fighting that some of the other like Diego or Luther are doing. Yeah. Uh, I think they're more specialized, though, in terms of, like, I don't want to even just say physique, but their powers having physical abilities that are enhancing them. Yeah. As she does not. All right, last one, number four. Number four, Klaus Hargreaves. Maybe one of the funniest. Yeah. Like, oh, he's like definitely personality-wise, I mean, no, my favorite on the show. Like... <laughs> The walk, and you see, uh-huh. I mean, he's he provides honestly the entertainment throughout. If I had to pick by far, I think he has honestly kept the relationships between all of them at bay from blowing up in many situations. I think you're right. I think you're right because he's kind of this train wreck that people can. He's a train wreck to himself, but yeah. he's great to everyone else. Okay, so number four, it's. And this is where this is one of the things that apparently the Netflix and, and comic differs. Yeah. He speaks to the dead. Yep. And am I right that he can also like summon and use the dead? Yeah, so he makes spirits corporal, meaning that like 
he can see them like they don't actually become physical he can see them um they were kind of vague between whether netflix or um the comic book was like this and i don't really remember but he said other people could see them and then he can use them to influence like picking up objects and stuff oh but not people well he gets picked up by them when he's in that cult at one point and he's like flying in the air but it's really just a bunch of ghosts holding him up so I don't know if they can actually influ- influence other uh, people. They can definitely influence him and move objects around. Because there's another one. I mean, isn't it at the end, didn't he summon, like, all these soldiers? Or hasn't he summoned soldiers before? No. Well, so that's what, that was one of the things I was going to bring up to you about why I put this as seven. Because we don't really know enough. If he was able to raise, like, an undead army, essentially, that could affect I, people, I'd put him up way higher. I he thought he just... did it in something. No, that was, like, at the... No, because Vanya takes out that army of the, yeah. of the time organization. Okay. That, I mean, that's an army I'm thinking of. I thought there was something similar. Like, there was... he At some point, he did bring, like... They were, like, old World War II soldiers of some kind. Yeah. They, but it was on a small scale. Yeah. I, You're right. Like, I don't think we've seen any large-scale amount of... I mean, couldn't he undead. bring, like, a million people dead? Or powerful dead beings? There, There's a lot to yeah. learn about. Man. Well, given that with some of these other guys, if we have otherworldly um, characters. We have a character whose power is bringing monsters from another dimension. Can he only bring back human dead or can he bring back anything? Yeah. And it's... Yeah, I have a lot of questions about him. Same. Um, and, uh, and he can... He doesn't let anyone know. Why doesn't he let people know that he can? he's hanging with Ben? That he can see Ben. So, he, I, I thought he was joking at first. No, he seriously is like, doesn't let people know. Couldn't he like make Ben visible to everyone? Yeah, I think that kind of comes out towards the end of the second season. Okay. I could be wrong on that, but I think maybe Vanya sees Ben okay. at one point. Because isn't Ben the one that kind of like stops Vanya, right? Yeah, she, he gets yeah. in, Ben gets oh. in Vanya's mind and is able to shut her down but then, before the JFK shooting. But then, is Ben like, come on. Yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he, he like sacrifices himself, yeah. and uh-huh. so he he may be good. Then we don't see him after. Yeah, that. he might be out. Entirely. He might be out, but uh, I mean, since we spoiled so much, yeah, you he's gone. But then at the end, you realize the Sparrow Academy or whatever. Yeah, his picture's on the wall. Yes, he never died, and not only did he not die, he is like the most powerful one. Yes, very interesting. Mm-hmm. So, super cool. Um, where did you put him at seven? Yeah, I put him last just because there are too many unknowns with him. I mean, the way that he uses his power in the show, it, it, he never was really that much of a benefit to them. He has a few shining moments with his power, but he's more about the interpersonal yeah. stuff saving them. I put him at six. I don't know. He, he's got to be, maybe I'd put him a little lower. He's also like a wild card and has dr- Drug and alcohol, yes. like, like, so, like, he's just straight up gone or could be passed out. Like, yeah, he provides comedia and he might be, you know, comedic relief and he might be the glue that holds the family together. Like, you have to give him something, but yeah, he's low. All right, that is it. Um, yeah, I have that. That was definitely some some stimulating conversation, and, and I can't wait for the next season. Um, we are at, yeah, we 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 definitely went almost an hour here so why don't you just do a quick rank yours 
Go from eight to one, and I'll go from eight to one as well. All right, so at number one, I had number five. He has no name. He's just known as the Boyer number five. Uh, my second rank was Vanya. Third was Ben. Fourth was Diego. Fifth was Lucer. Sixth was Allison. And seven was Klaus. Okay. Let's go. Mine was number one. I agreed with you. Is number five. Number two was Vanya. Number three was uh, number three. Three. Number three was number three, which the rumor, Allison Hargreaves. Number four was Ben, Dead Ben, which I'm really, I don't know why about that one. But Number five was number two, Diego the Kraken. <laughs> it's a funny name. Uh, right, let's talk about that real quick for a second. So in the comic book, his nickname is the Kraken. That makes no sense to me with Ben's other dimension creatures having all these tentacles. And I, I completely agree. But... The Kraken is just like chaotic, right? Just chaotic, powerful. I don't know. But I think... There's got to be a reason for it, and that definitely makes me want to yeah, read the comic more. I agree. Five is Kraken. Six, who did I say? Six is number four, Klaus. Seven, I said the dad will go to, you know, we didn't really rank him. And then number eight was, was number one, Luther. So that was fun. Um... Really interesting. I, I'm looking forward to, and now that we've done that, I don't want to get too many with a show like this that's based off a comic. I want to be careful about how much I dig into it because I don't want spoilers. You yeah. know, I like where I'm at with it. I like talking about it, but I, you know, if they were to say more about the dad being an alien or I don't even know how yeah. Ben died or something, so I'm gonna maybe hold off or read the beginning of the comics. All right. Sounds good. All right, that was fun. Yeah, Trey, thanks for having me on your podcast. Yeah, anytime. We'll do another one sometime soon. That was a nice 40 or 54 minute long one. And uh, we're going to go downstairs and play some magic. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye.